Hello and welcome to our second ever WM People podcast. Um, I'm Mandy Garner, I'm editor of Working Mums and I'm here with Ben Falk, editor of workingdads.co.uk and we're here to talk about the latest things in the news in the last two weeks, the two the things that have been on our website anyway, <laughs> which we think are news. <laughs> Hi Mandy, how are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm fine. I'm yeah, fine. well it's been a crazy week hasn't it for us because it's been quite a busy one with all of our stuff going on. Yes, yes, we've had our top employer awards which is our annual top employer awards i think it's the 13th year this year and it's the first time in three years that we have been face to face back in the soho hotel which is a lovely uh, art deco type hotel and it's quite strange to be back face to face after all this time but nice <laughs> i know everyone got a bit freaked out didn't they i it was my first go um this is my first top employer awards since i joined the company and yeah everyone everyone was a bit kind of walking around like slightly kind of oh hello hello like we're all face to face I don't know whether I was kind of expecting to put their hands over their mouth or something like that because it's all been virtual for the past couple of years so it was nice to sort of see everybody and everyone had a good time didn't they I think yeah absolutely they did and I think it was interesting because even when we did the judging we did it online because um, I think there was some sort of weather related crisis and we couldn't get into the into the building so uh, yeah we did it all online so if I hadn't seen some of the judges before in actual person because we've got two new judges this year yeah D- so d- just I guess for people that don't know about the top employer awards what does that kind of mean yeah so I mean it makes sense like it's a award for top employees that sounds like yeah. a stupid thing to say <laughs> but like you know what, what why do why do we do it yeah so the aim of the top employer awards is to highlight um the best practice in flexible and family friendly working so there's all sorts of different awards for different things but all of them related to the kind of things that we cover on our our website so there's best for mental health there's uh, best for flexible working there's best for older workers there's best for family support there's all sorts of things and over the years some of those awards have changed because they've become you know some issues have become more prominent than others and you know some of the some of the employers are ones that we've seen you know many times in the past in fact some of them are that we had this year are ones that we had right at the beginning and then they've come back <laughs> and and that's really nice to see that they're still kind of innovating and pushing forward and um, and we also have a best for SMEs so it's not just all the big large organizations public sector and um, corporates but also the smaller ones as well yeah I, I was actually um, you know re- it was nice to see who who kind of um, submits applications and submits themselves for awards and stuff it's always good when we do a kind of new we have some kind of a uh, you know and we write about a new client or we write about someone on the site and then they kind of okay you know you should you should apply for you know you should, you should like submit a, um you know submit yourself for a prize so you know anyone that is listening uh, and didn't apply you know submit themselves uh this year but think they have something really good that they're doing and something innovative that they're doing then please do uh make sure that you um submit yourselves for next year yes absolutely we're always looking for new um examples of of good practice and ideas and innovation to share um and what we do is uh after the awards it's not just about you know nice a nice award ceremony for all the people who are in the room and everything we want to share it as as widely as possible so I write up I interview all of the all of the winners about what you know what what why they won in depth you know we want to know exactly what they do and we have like case studies of people within that organization who've been affected by their practices and 
what have you, to to basically show the impact. And we put that all in a best practice report, which is coming out in May, and we share that, and that's free to download on our site. We just want to get it out to as many people as possible. What were the things that sort of struck you about what was different this year or or the kind of good things that people were doing? What, what, what stood out to you? Yeah, I mean, there were lots of things. There's always like these really interesting nuggets of... Um, you know, new things that people are doing. There was quite a lot of innovation. Uh, for example, um, Jay Murphy and Sons, the builders, uh, the construction um, company, they won the Returners Award and they've got an initiative which is about bringing, uh, well, helping supporting prison leavers back into the workforce, which was really interesting. Vistry Group, they won the Best for Mental Health Award um, and they do a lot. There's high suicide rates in the construction industry and they... They did a whole kind of, it was it was really moving actually. They did, did this Vistry Voyage where they um, worked with a, a charity, a mental health charity, and they took a book around all of their offices around the UK, ending up in, I think, in Exeter, um, where one of their colleagues had committed suicide in 2020. And people signed about their own personal experiences of suicide all the way, you know, across the country. And they raised loads of money for the charity. And that was really, it's really quite an emotional thing. But it also raises, obviously, the profile, you know, raises the issues and gets people talking about, about you know, the issues as well. So Yeah, I, I think for me, what actually was, what was really interesting was, kind of seeing that people were trying they were using the the, the awards and the kind of Q&A afterwards to, to try and learn stuff so there were kind of uh, there was a startup birdie that was asking how they can tap into returners because that's actually a, a thing mm. that I think a lot of people and they, they were kind of talking about how they're a startup and it's kind of tech and you know and it's not necessarily a thing that people think that you know, if you're a bit older, you've come from a career break to kind of come back and work in a startup. But actually they want, they recognise that people are doing really interesting things elsewhere and wanted to tap into that market. Yeah, and I think, uh, I mean, there's a lot, obviously a lot of interest news-wise in people who've taken career gaps with big focus on older workers, particularly um, dropping out of the workplace during COVID. And a lot of the things that we've learned through returner programmes, which have been more aimed at, you know, parents who've taken career breaks, can be applied you know to to other groups as well and certainly we've seen I've seen I've spoken to smaller employers who have had supported returner posts so they they can't afford to do a sort of big returner program like some of the big corporates but they by understanding the issues that returners face some of the issues which are often related to confidence issues of being out of the workforce for quite a long time they can sort of you know help them back into the workplace so they they advertise a role but then they provide mentoring or buddying or whatever as, as they get back in and you know just just recognize the fact that they've been out of the workforce for a while and they just might need a little bit of help but most people seem their confidence comes back really quickly you know they know that they they actually know what they're doing <laughs> and, uh, and i think you know but so much of that as you say is about confidence and like make the, the company kind of um i can't remember who answered the question but they were saying they, the kind of response to that was to the to the the startup of just like being really explicit and clear with what you want and like there are people that can do it there are people that want to do it but you just have to they won't and it, they, you know she was um talking about it in terms of like the government just expecting everyone to kind of walk back to work but actually you need to coax them back mm. which i thought was kind of really interesting because it can feel like you know i, I i've worked non-stop so i i haven't had that break so to speak yet and i know often it, it um impacts women more than it impacts men but 
yeah it's just that idea that you need to people need to reach out to you rather than be expected to kind of do all their, their legwork yourself I think it was it was really important to hear yes I think that's very much the case I think a lot of what's um being talked about in the news is tax breaks and things like that um and it's actually lots of other things that might be needed so for for older workers and stuff is countering the kind of ageism that a lot of people perceive in the hiring recruitment process and also you know work-life balance is a huge issue flexible working having the right flexible working in place having the right sort of culture that makes you feel like you're included that you belong there that you're not you know just that one person in the corner (laughs) that nobody wants to talk to uh that kind of thing so um and recognizing the you know the experience that you've had you know not just in work but during your break yeah, I think for for me, as fr- from a uh, kind of working dad's perspective, that I I I, I, was, I kind of made a joke of it at the time because um, David Blackburn from uh, the Financial Services Compensation Scheme FSCS kind of spoke to everybody about how they have a hundred percent take up on their enhanced parental leave, and everyone was like, "Ooh, ah!" They, everyone was kind of shocked by it. It was, and you know, he he's obviously incredibly proud of it, but it it really struck home. I think. From, from that perspective, the kind of whatever you want to call it, it's been called so many things, right? Enhanced paternity leave. Uh, there is, you know, shared parental leave, but isn't it's, it's the, the take up is pathetic. And so um, everyone, I think everyone wanted to kind of go and speak to him afterwards, like, how do you do it? How do you do it? And it, and it's, it, it's, it seemed very simple, actually, didn't it? In, in terms of, like, how you do it. Like, it's actually just making sure that, um, people know they can do it, and also for me, and I've 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 talked to a lot of people from FSCS and also other companies, and just and and how it's about modelling, like mm. the behave the modelling the behaviour and how crucial that is. I think people don't don't um, necessarily think about that. They just go, well, we've got the policy, you can do it if you want, but actually, your line manager having done it and going, do it, do it, do it, your boss. Having, yeah. you know, going, do it, do it, do it is so important. And that, that's David certainly said that in terms of what kind of made it work for them because everyone all the way up the company is saying, do this. It's, it's amazing. You'll never, you'll never have another chance. Yeah, I think that was, and, and he, he did a big, um, <laughs> he bigged you up a lot, <laughs> which was great. I, 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 <laughs> he didn't, not paid or anything. He was I like, also like that because he was like, oh, hi, Ben. Hey, yeah. So that, that was good yes. from a Billy narcissistic perspective. But it was all about, you know, sharing people's stories. Yes, it was all that kind of thing. It's not just enough to have the policy. You have to actually show it that the people are taking doing it (laughs) and what the impact is and like I remember talking to somebody a long time ago around about the time of shared parental leave coming in and they were at a maritime company or something and they were worried because of the impact they thought it would have on their career progression and all that kind of stuff but they were also worried about what the other dads would think especially the older men and it was quite interesting because actually the, the bloke took the shared parental leave at the time and he said that the other men the older men said I wish I could have done that myself exactly that's the thing Mm. I mean everyone it's always that that they wish they'd done it but they felt nervous or Mm. they didn't see anyone else in the in the organization doing it and so it was it was great actually and I I think having those people in that room kind of recognizing that you know you do have options and you can kind of do it and try it was 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 brilliant we should probably give a shout out as well to the overall winner Lloyd's banking group who kind of what what why for you did do you think they kind of won that award what was it that, that they've been doing they do you know inc- incredible things but like what what stuff stuck out to you 
Yeah, so um, they've won the awards or some of our awards in the past and they have, um, they launched quite a long time ago actually an agile um, hiring programme where it's really interesting where they challenge, so any role that's um, put forward as a job to be advertised, any vacancy that comes up, if it's not advertised as being able to be done in some form of flexible way, they challenge, they go back to the hiring manager and they sort of say, well, couldn't you do it? Like, couldn't they do it in this kind of, you know, flexi hours or couldn't they do it? You know? It's clever, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So they actually go like do it on a one to one basis. So so they've they've long been sort of, um, you know, pioneering in, in the agile working way, but they've continued to do so and they have an innovation unit and they keep on innovating, which is great to see. Anyway, it was a really fun night. And uh, so if you want to come and join us uh, in 2024, then uh, I highly recommend having a look at all the stuff on the websites and, and, and thinking about what you're kind of doing. And you've got a year, right? Everyone's got a year to kind of go away yeah. and think about how they can do some innovations and, and how they can uh, stand out from the crowd because it's, it's, it's really important and bringing everyone together that's doing interesting stuff, I thought, is, was cool. Yeah, and I don't think it's just necessarily... I mean, innovation is great. Um, oh, yeah, I but just mean doing good practice, right? Yeah, Claire Kelleher, I think one of the judges, she brought out the point that, you know, some of them are just people that have just kept on doing it. And it's That's that long-term yeah. commitment and actually showing the results that matters. Yeah, she was actually really keen about that, wasn't she? It was. Mm. It's not just the optics. It's very easy to put something on your website and kind of just do it like that, but actually doing it beyond just... The sort of, oh, yeah, we're going to put it on a website and do it for a, a bit. And then when we can't be bothered to do it anymore, we, we'll give up. So, yeah, it's that persistence and the resilience to do it for a long time, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. So we had a good time at the Top and Blur Awards. But there's been a couple of other things, obviously, we want to chat about in the news this week. You looked at, there was something in The Guardian earlier this week, Mandy, it was to do with sort of mental health. What 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 was that that you wanted to chat about? So mental health has been in the news quite a lot, uh, certainly all the way through COVID and, and beyond. Although some employers are kind of rolling back on the kind of support that they put in place during COVID which I think is a mistake, personally, because I think the tail end of COVID is going to be long (laughs) and mental health issues often come out later rather than immediately. But what has come up in the Office for National Statistics stats is that, you know, there's been a big focus on long-term ill health as a reason people have dropped out. But actually, it's quite interesting when you look at the health figures. So ill health as a reason for dropping out of the workplace is high both among older workers and among younger workers and with younger workers it tends to be more to do with mental health so that's quite interesting in itself and the Labour Party this week was talking about how do you sort of deal with that and they've recently they've also talked about physical um, ill health as well and how you would have maybe uh, you know they, they want to have people based within sort of treatment centres and stuff like that we will talk about work options to people who have long-term health issues whether they're physical or mental health issues Um, and I think that's really interesting and there is a link between ill health and work uh, and people can become more you know have more problems um, the longer they are out of work Uh, definitely there's a lot of research on that but there's also questions around the quality of work that people do do and sometimes I mean a lot of employers have been doing quite interesting things on mental health but it's great to raise and and raise issues and tackle the stigma 
that might be attached to mental health. But sometimes they talk a lot about different mental health conditions, but they don't actually talk about mental health in the workplace. And that work might be a cause of some mental health issues, <laughs> particularly things like burnout that we know of. Um, so I think the quality of work is very important. Yeah, it's, it, it's I mean, God, we, we've talked about this like a lot and I write about male mental health and we talked, you know, about Vistry and, and particularly in the construction industry and the high rates of people killing themselves and stuff like that or um, abnormally high rates in terms of the, the, the national average and things. So, but and the problem is, is that we, you know, we're both parents and we've seen we've gone through the kind of lockdown part of COVID and seen, I mean, I don't know about what you think, but for me, like when you say mental health, often people think, you know, a quote unquote condition or an, a specific illness, but, but then also it's to do with, so with young, young children, I've seen particularly socialization, friendships and building all that kind of stuff is much more difficult after, you know, I've, I've seen that, you know, firsthand in, in terms of how difficult it is after a period like that. And of course, that's not just a kind of it's not not strictly a mental health condition but it, it's something that's come around us because of the way that the brain their brains have grown in that particular time but also it then subsequently as you say the kind of long tail of it means it impacts moving forward so if you then find it a struggle to make friends or to socialize and then you don't have any friends or you have fewer friends and then blah 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 and that call it all impacts and suddenly three years later four years later you're you you do have some kind of more um acute uh, mental health condition yeah I mean you've got younger children and I've got sort of older you know more secondary school and and beyond um and I've seen I mean certainly before Covid I saw uh, huge amounts of mental health issues with my three daughters um teenage daughters I was shocked actually to see how widespread it was and how serious and I'm not just talking a bit of mild depression or whatever but I'm I'm talking you know self-harming and and all of this kind of stuff and and they were talking about that about their friends you know were doing this that and the other and I was just like wow this is really widespread so it's not that it's something new there's there's certainly something about our life (laughs) the way the way we live (laughs) that isn't good for young people's mental health a lot of young people's mental health and there's lots to be thought about that I think but I think Covid has accentuated a lot of things on the on the other hand for some I've seen it's actually been um, it's probably a minority it's actually helped them I know one person who'd been in a psychiatric unit who found the Covid bubble thing actually helped her so that was that was quite interesting but on the whole I think you know schools are seeing it um He's probably seeing it at universities, yeah. and there's a kind of um, yeah, very difficult sort of roller coaster of different emotions and friendship issues, and anxiety and panic attacks and that kind of thing arising. I think it's, it's very difficult as a parent to deal with it. Yeah, and I think actually it's interesting you say that I I, I do you know talk uh, teach university students as well, and and they are going into the workplace. You know, they are um, they're taking that all the quote-unquote issues you know they're all starting out on their careers so for the next you know year two years three years whatever you know they're, they're launching the career not only in a kind of unstable job market but also with the legacy of of um of covid and and the kind of mental impact of that as well and i think that that's that's something that we 
we need to think about because it's not just the people who are in work now or you know are in their mid-40s or whatever who have kind of suffered in that way which they definitely have a lot of people definitely have but it's people that are you know 21 22 18 19 who are going into the workforce will be taking those issues with them sometime i i don't this this is a probably a terrible metaphor or simile i can't remember which one it is but you know often the quote-unquote war on mental health is a bit like the war on drugs you know you feel it's sort of it's like it feels a bit unwinnable and particularly when you're a teacher or when you're a parent it can feel like that but the problem is you also feel like you, you might it, it's just oh let's just give up but actually because it's so important and so impactful like I, and every any time i see any kind of uh initiative or anything from either government or or the opposition it's always i always find it good for my soul because it, at least people are thinking about it even but you know it goes back to what um claire our judge was saying that it's not just about the optics in that moment and you hope when labor do something like this it's not just about right we're going to put out this thing and it's just a nice glossy thing that we can get in the guardian but actually it's something that they're going to invest in and and do something more long term yeah yeah no i think so um there's uh, mental health is such a difficult thing to deal with and you know we know that the mental health services have i mean i was, I was a health journalist and it was always called the cinderella services it's always um and it's not had the investment that it needs at all over the years um and you know now we're in a situation where it's really difficult to get hold of the kind of support that you need i've actually per, you know personally had to access um you know some of those services and it takes absolutely ages to get any sort of help and as a parent and having to it's it's just really really difficult and I've spoken to parents who've got children who have mental health issues and what do you do if they won't go in I've had this myself you know they're having panic attacks they won't go into school you don't want to push you don't want to force somebody into school who's who's like you know shaking <laughs> literally shaking yeah, well, exactly, um yeah. and 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 sort of you know can't you know breathe and stuff and yet the longer you keep them out the more, more difficult it is to get back in and also if you keep them at home and you're worried about their kind of well-being and you have to go to work you're how do you focus how do you focus on work when you're worried that you know what's happening at home and I, that you're absolutely right and that, i think that's the main thing right it, it, it's that it you you it's feels oft, often so individual and if you if you're suffering then it feels like you're the only one in the world who's suffering sometimes but for for employers and 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 you know colleagues at work it just is so far reaching it's like a spider it just kind of crawls into every single element of family life and work life and impacts everything so you know as I say I, when, when I kind of when I see someone do something or talk about it it always makes me joyful but then I'm also <laughs> kind of a little bit I'm you know I'm never quite believing that it's actually going to do anything of value yeah I think as the more that we talk about it the better it is but talk about it you know in depth rather than in the in a quite superficial, glossy way. Yeah. Um, what are you saying, Mandy? We're talking about <laughs> superficial, glossy way. How dare you? And that we recognise the role of good work. You know that that we recognise that there's a lot of mental ill health that's caused by overload, by burnout, a lot of work that leads to burnout. You know, people working you know being given a three-day contract but expected to do five days in three days while they've got their kids at home on those two days I mean it's uh you know people working all hours all the time under tremendous stress 
uh, line managers, let's hear it for the line managers. <laughs> <laughs> they often get a bad press. You know, all of those, I, I, there just needs to be a recognition of, you know, the importance of good yeah. quality work and maybe work redesign that if jobs are too much to be done in a particular yeah. time frame, maybe you have to take something off somebody. Yeah, and, and also I think that, you know, going back to the kind of, awards or you know the kind of people doing really good things it's not just having an, a good employee well-being service I mean that's great and you know that's that's important um but it, you know I think we can kind of go beyond that we need to think a little bit beyond that as well because that you know that's that's crucial uh you know to have that kind of support network but actually I don't know there are there, there feels like that we need to go a little bit further than that Yes, I think so. I think we need to, yeah, absolutely look at what the causes are, um, if, if it is related to work, and just enable people to be able to talk. Like if you've got a child that's got a mental health issue, you don't have to feel that you have to keep it under wraps. You know, you, they, you know, if you're worried about something, you, you can actually talk to somebody at work about it and they yeah, can actually sure. understand what you do, you're going yeah, through. Definitely. So we've massively overrun with the other topics because we've been ranting about mental health and things like that. We're going to f- just finish up. We've been chatting about maternal, which has been, well, it's still ongoing. It's still on ITV um, at the moment. Is it sort of everything you dreamed a, a show about uh, women at work would be, Mandy? I, I feel like that's maybe a no, I, but I don't know. I don't know. I watched, I binged the whole thing. I yeah, I mean, it's great. I enjoy it. I really enjoyed it. Um, it actually showed, you know, both the work and the life side of things um, all coming together. I thought there was some amazing, you know, I, there were some moments in there. I don't know if you've watched the whole thing, but um, there's uh, Perminder Nagra's character who is, you know, having panic attacks going back to work. Well, it's basically the programme is all about three women doctors going back to work after maternity leave. Yeah. And they went on maternity leave during COVID. So it deals with COVID and the NHS and the impact of all of that and trauma and all that kind of stuff. But it also deals with the returner issues that women often face, which is a lot, you know, obviously it's in the NHS, but, you know, it's got a lot of things that can be applicable to other areas of employment. And it's all about these three different women. One's a single mum, one's... um, once gone back and is having panic attacks and things and then there's another one whose husband was a consultant who worked during the pandemic and then has mental health issues himself but they were separated during the pandemic because she was on maternity leave and she had yeah. to live apart from him anyway it's really really interesting yeah and a, lot and a good medical drama as well like you know it's yeah. all, it was always nice to see good medical drama it's a good medical drama and there's like all these issues about identity and who you are as a person um and after you've had a child and um, there's one bit where Pamandanagra's figure says I think it's Pamandanagra's figure that says something about that I feel like the pieces of my identity have been thrown in the air and they've yet to land and I just I really connected with that (laughs) Um, and she dances around the kitchen and it's like she's she is reconnected to like there's this one point where she's dancing around the kitchen and she's like free and you know feels like she's reconnecting to herself which she's not doing most of the time no I think it it plays into the thing that we we were talking about off air, which is uh, how badly that they seem to do this with men on TV. Because mm. I, I don't know what you know, sort of men equivalents, male equivalents, you know, dad equivalents. Yeah, there's you know Kevin on Motherland, who's I I f- think is incredibly funny and is obviously an archetype, but actually is 
kind of frustrating in terms of in terms of presenting positive role models if you want to kind of be kind of fancy pants about it um and yeah. actually I, I kind of looked at I, I looked at um a list i googled uh yesterday i googled the list of like best examples of dads working dads on tv and actually you don't really get nothing. anyone no it's nothing really <laughs> it, it's you know it's like the characters we'd like to be our dads so it's you know it's like um, Uncle Phil from Fresh Prince of Bel Air. It's uh, Ty Burrell from Modern Family, and these are you know they're all great characters, funny characters, lovely dads, etc. But actually, you know, have I, you know? And please, if you if you know of of uh, best practice or good shows that you know uh, that tell us like that demonstrate really good kind of examples of men dads juggling that kind of thing in a really kind of authentic way. Um, please let us know because we'd love to hear about that because I, I did try and find them. I'm sure they must yeah. be out there. They must be out there. I mean, I guess on the soaps, I mean... Yeah, I that's true. EastEnders. Yeah, that's Phil. true. Yeah. He's <laughs> got unknown <laughs> amounts of children. Well, that's the thing. I suppose, I, They're I, that, all in different countries. I don't know where they are, all of them now. Yeah, exactly. But, and I think on Modern Family, you know, you have good... You, you, there, are, there are kind of elements of like someone who is, you know, engaged in their children's lives it's not necessarily a thing about being engaged in their children's lives but it's that kind of idea of Mm. showing truthfully about the balance between work and the kind of guilt and stuff like that yeah that's where it feels where it comes a bit unstuck yeah i don't think there's very much at all i think kevin is a bit of a wimp you know it's 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 a very stereotyped and it's not doing anything positive really for for stay-at-home dads um but even though like he's an amazing dude like he does all you know he yeah. he, he does he, he works incredibly hard he's a brilliant father so like i like yeah. all that i like all that side of it he's got great friends they all love him and stuff but i yeah i don't like the fact that he's a pushover that annoys me a bit but at least he likes his children like the uh, i find <laughs> with motherland the, the the main woman um, anna maxwell uh, martin's character you know I, I can i can identify with some of the things you know i've, I've looking for wi-fi and <laughs> godforsaken yeah. spots and yeah. all of that kind of stuff so you've got to send something from work but um but she doesn't seem to really like her children no. <laughs> and i think that there's a lot of comedy that, that it, could, it could be funnier that's what i think it could be funnier and also because i i've been in incredibly i don't know about you but i've been in incredibly comedy spots which at the time didn't seem very comedic with children perched over toilets while somebody from work has rung (laughs) (laughs) and stuff like that um and uh i think there's a lot of comedy potential in there but for me the the kids were have been like a team they haven't been you know something that i've resented which i think that that's what comes across a bit in yeah. motherland i suppose they're the thing like they're trying to do yeah, yeah i suppose the thing is that <laughs> they, they don't really the kids aren't really there that much are they it's, it's mm. about their life outside of that directly which anyway i i like it i think it's a funny show but matt <laughs> but you um writers of motherland make sure that you, get, you know uh, uh or, or get mandy coming as a as a consultant you never know <laughs> i don't know about that <laughs> Right. Well, we're we're going to finish there for the for this week. Um, thank you very much again for listening. Hopefully, you enjoyed it. Please join us again in a couple of weeks' time when we'll be back. You can get this podcast on any of your podcast providers: Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the rest. 
and yeah keep looking at workingmums.co.uk workingdads.co.uk wmpeople.co.uk we've got social media up the working wazoo wise, working, working wise, wise I've done it again yeah workingwise.co.uk <laughs> and um, yeah uh, and we've got social media all over the shop so you can google that I should really have a kind of uh, like a good ident with all the kind of nice uh, maybe I'll try and get one of those or make one myself anyway thank you so much uh, thank you Mandy lovely to see you okay nice uh, to see you too and we're, we're now going to go and um, have another sleep after our top employer awards. <laughs> Bye. <Goodbye>. Bye. <laughs>